0: Human beings have been wondering about unexplained lights in the night sky since the first Neanderthal cooked an ocelot over a campfire and looked up. You are listening to mystery of the Unseen Realm. Hello and welcome to Mysteries of the Unseen Realm. I am Luke Bennett. So glad you could be a part of the very first edition of this podcast. Yeah, that's right. Very first edition. So if you are listening to us, you've probably found us on Spotify at our RSS feed, our Mysteries of the Unseen Realm RSS feed. And of course, we are putting our first episode out on YouTube. We desire to put this podcast on Apple, but... We're just going to see how that goes. I know they have a whole bunch of different loops and hoops that you have to jump through. So, that's in the pipeline in the future. But again, thank you for joining me and joining us. This is the very first edition. And today is just kind of a, a formal introduction to this podcast, to this show. And what it is that we are going to be talking about is... In a nutshell, all the things that are weird, all the things that are creepy, all the things that are just flat out unexplainable, and we're hoping that this podcast will have a very long, very long run life, and we'll be able to produce new episodes for years to come. Of course, with the way the world is looking right now, who really knows how long that'll be, but we're going to try and keep going and provide you with information, with things that probably wouldn't have crossed your your brain on a normal basis. Because I know a lot of good people out there, a lot of people who think they know what's going on, and they still don't have a clue. But this podcast is sort of giving you a picture of the things that you cannot see, the things that are unexplainable, like, of course, we have topics such as Cryptids. A lot of people know about cryptids. They know different types of cryptids, whether it's Bigfoot or the Mothman or the the Wolfman, the, the Michigan Dogman, Skinwalkers, uh, the Chupacabra, all this different stuff, but nobody really knows what they are and what their nature is. And I've been watching a lot of different videos on YouTube lately With storytelling and just flat out mysterious stuff. And it's really piqued my interest into making a show about these things. But to kind of uncover the true nature, the true nature of the fact that these creatures are not good. And I'm going to tell you flat out 95% of the stuff that we talk about. Whether it's giants of antiquity. Whether it's the so-called extraterrestrial life or as I like to call them interdimensional beings because... There's just a lot about aliens that don't make sense. And of course, there's ghosts and hauntings and all this, all these different subjects. But ninety-five percent of this material that is covered on the show is bad, bad entities, bad, bad creatures, bad, bad things in general, and it's the type of issue that most people are too closed-minded or too afraid of to address. And I hope that everybody who is listening to this, again, you're not forced, you're not required to listen to this, it's by your own choice. We don't want people who are going to be closed-minded, they're going to go, well, you're crazy for doing a show like this, you actually believe this kind of stuff, are you insane? You sound like one of those wackos, and that you should be a part of QAnon. Well, no, I'm not a part of QAnon, and I don't like those people, anyways. the, The QAnon folks, they're a little, they take things a little bit more to the extreme. But the fact of the matter is this what you define as insane and what you define as illogical is just your own closed mindedness and your own stupidity getting in the way of opening your mind up and being able to explore things that you normally wouldn't think to be real. So, but again, just so it's not me blubbering about this material week in and week out, again, this is one hour each week, and we're going to have different guests. Some of these people are just going to be people I can carry on a conversation with. As we get more established, I'm hoping to get more experts, people who have had experiences, people that can relate to what the subject material is covering the podcast. This is hopefully not going to turn into a political debate or a political conversation. Of course, politics do play a role in a lot of what we see now. The fact of the matter is this. Whatever you define as left or right, left, right, whatever you want to call it, it's just a facade. it's all the same. Whatever you want to believe with politics, they're all the same. They're all, most politicians, 90% of people that are in there, are all crooked, anyways. So if you're going to try and indoctrinate me on a different side, that's not how this works. There's only one side that I'm on, and that's the side to uncover the truth. I'm on the side of God. That's the side I'm on. I'm trying to find my own answers, but at the same time, trying to do so. While making sense of things from a godly, from a Christian point of view. that's right, I said that word Christian. So all the Christian haters out there, you might want to come and get me right now. But again, this is going to be a very interesting ride. It's going to be quite an experience to say the least. And I hope each week you all will join me and whoever I'm with. And there might be the rare occasion like on today's show where I'm just sitting here in a room rambling in front of a microphone but I had to get a drink there and again I thank God for the fresh water because you never know how much longer you're gonna have fresh water or fresh food or all this different stuff It's a crazy time we live in though anybody who says that it isn't is full of crap but so today as I said is going to be a basic introduction. A basic introduction to this show and into the paranormal, into this unseen realm. So, I was thinking about giving everybody a Urban Dictionary or Webster's Dictionary definition of the paranormal. And yeah, you're going to go, it's a pseudoscience, but most people understand the term paranormal. It's just a question of whether they believe in the paranormal or not. And I say this, there's a lot of Christians out there who I've met who go, well, uh, paranormal stuff, that's just kind of a little wacky. That just doesn't make any sense. Well, in order to be a Christian, you have to believe in the fact that there is supernatural beings out there. God is a supernatural being. God is something that you cannot comprehend with your own brain. Same thing with angels. Same thing with anything. If you believe in God and you believe that there's angels and you believe in this and that, if, you be- if you're if you a Christian, you believe in the fact that there are weird things all here, both good and evil. The good has been s- skewed a lot in this world, but as I said, I'm a Christian. I was brought up in a Christian household. I'm not afraid to admit that and anybody that is is isn't who claims to be Christian won't admit the fact that they are a Christian, they're afraid of admitting that for whatever might happen to them, then they're not a real Christian then. Then, if you say you're a Christian, but you're like, well, if somebody asks me, I'm going to say, well, no, I don't believe in that God thing, that's just a bunch of hokey-pokey BS. Oh, no, that's not. Then you might as well just say, okay, well, God... Open the trap door and send me to eternal damnation now where I can get anal probed by the devil himself. Yeah, that's the problem. So, I'm not afraid to admit that. I was born in a Christian family. I was actually baptized as a Catholic, believe it or not. As an infant, I had the whole baptism system where I... I wasn't baptized in the stream. I wasn't baptized in some kind of holy river or whatever it is. It was a simple baptism. You get the holy water dumped on your head and this and that. and Yeah. I mean, even the name Luke. It's My name was not a name that was based off of Star Wars. It, it was a little bit off of the whole Dukes of Hazard thing. Luke Duke, apparently. But a biblical name. So yeah. yeah, my roots are in Christianity. The fact of the matter is this. When I got older, I started to say, well, the whole Catholic thing is a bunch of weird, just gunk. Not Not completely, but what they're doing with their religion, what they're doing with, when you think about what the Pope is doing, the controversial things that the Pope wants to do, and I'm not going to get into that, too much, but the guy who is the Pope right now is not a good man. He's a false prophet, if you will. He's a false prophet. He's not a good person. He's a bad person. He's a liar. He's a deceiver. So that, and I believe he's the last Pope. Sorry, I'm going on record and saying he's he's the last one. He's the last one. And he's definitely, we're not going to go out, the Catholics are not going to go out with a bang. Because, well, they're going to go off a bang, it's just not going to be, we're not going to go out on top, we're going to go out at the bottom with the scum. Why? Because people believe that this guy is some kind of a mythical god, like every word that we're supposed to hear from him is fact, even though he wants to baptize aliens and Wants to bring in evolutionary concepts into the church, which he already has, and this and that, and he's just—he's just not a good guy. He's just not a good guy. I'm not going to get into anything about the uh, with homosexuality or any of that stuff. He's just not a good guy. But there's certain things about the Catholic religion that I do agree with. I do believe that there is some kind of an atonement period, purgatory that we all have to go through however long it might be because even as a born-again christian you still sin you may try not to sin but you're still gonna sin it's just a known fact of life whether it be you screw uh, a friend of yours over or you steal or you steal money or you lie or whatever you do we got good people who are like yeah i'll go cheat on my wife and then i'll uh Then I'll confess my sins to Jesus and then I'll be born again. Well, you still committed the affair. You're never going to... You can wipe as many times as you can. You can wipe yourself clean of your sins and start over again, but the fact of the matter is you can't start over again. There's just certain points that you can't go back to. Okay, let's think about this. Charles Manson, one of the worst mass murderers in history or Jeffrey Dahmer, the Milwaukee cannibal. They're sitting in prison and then they have this revelation of, oh, I'm so sorry for all the things that I've done or all the people I've killed. Jesus, I want to be born again. (laughs) What? Okay, first of all, if you kill somebody and you enjoy it, It's different, in my opinion, if you kill somebody for self-defense. If somebody's trying to kill you and they want to murder you and you happen to kill them to protect yourself, that's different. But if you're legitimately trying to kill somebody and you get some kind of a high a rush off that, there's a certain belief system I have. It's called crossing the Rubicon. You can't go back. And so, you can't go back. You cross the Rubicon, it's over. You kill somebody, you enjoy it. Well, because you took that person away from their family and the pain and hurt that you've caused, there's no redemption for that. Let alone if you're eating these people like Jeffrey Dahmer was. It's gross. (laughs) It's gross. It's sick. But just like uh, child sex offenders, all these people, you think these people deserve salvation? Absolutely not. These people deserve to burn. So... There has to be a period of atonement even for those who haven't committed horrible crimes in their life, but they've still done some pretty vile things, but there's still a point of redemption for them. Now, purgatory is one of the few things that the Catholics like to talk about and that I could see happening. But as I got older, of course, I, like I said, I told you I was a Catholic told you I was raised as a calf, or I didn't really ever go to Mass, so. I, never went, I only went a couple times to Mass. I never went on a regular basis. So eventually, as I got into my high school years, I was enrolled in this private Christian high school. This was, even though it claimed to be non-denominational, it was more along the lines of Baptists. Which still probably, as of now, are probably the ones that you probably still relate to the most as far as your beliefs. But there's things that the Baptists believe, such as a rapture before the tribulation period. Now, that doesn't mean there's not going to be a, uh, where God's going to come and take the remnant. That's, for those of you who don't know, for those of you who are like, what's a remnant? It's the group of people that, a small, very slim group of people that God has chosen to survive this tribulation, the end times. Those are the people that will get taken away. Every Baptist seems to think that they're going to all be spared before the tribulation. Let me tell you something. The only thing I've heard about a possible rapture is right before the Battle of Armageddon, where before Christ comes back to the earth and faces off with Satan, and before he begins his reign over the earth before the worst the absolute worst period there will there might be a where the saints are taken up or the remnant whatever you want to call it they're taken up to be with jesus and are essentially saved that doesn't mean that they're not going to be maybe they might not already be dead i'm I'm not sure all i know is this you're not just gonna be sitting there one day and there's gonna be a rapture because let me tell you something If you believe in the Bible, you see different examples of plagues and all this different stuff that God sends to the people as a means to find out who the righteous and the unrighteous are. Essentially, or as the way I like to put it, I heard this once from a a former professional wrestler who I once admired. We're going to find out who... The phony tough, uh, who the phony, okay, let me restart that. We're going to find out who is the phony tough and who are the crazy brave. Exactly. So whatever way you want to put that, that's what the purpose of a tribulation is. A lot of people are going to fall. But to to say that you're better than everybody else and you're going to get raptured up before the whole tribulation happens, I don't believe that. That's a load of crap to me. What makes you so much more special than everybody else? You could be just as bad of a sinner as uh, the drug dealer that lives next door to you. You could be just as bad of a sinner as the adulteress. Or you could be uh, a person, who, a young person who, okay, yeah, I, I'm with this guy that really likes me, but I don't like him. So I'm going to leave him so I can go date somebody else. Yeah, you think that makes you better than everybody else? No. No you break people's hearts, you damage yourself more you damage yourself as well. It's the world of checks and balances. but there, there was some stuff a lot of the whole uh, picture of that school was a lot of the people they, they were a little clicky. I will admit that if you weren't in their church or a church that was similar to theirs, you were kind of uh, an outcast, so to speak. They tried to get you to join, and then when they couldn't get you to join, they're like, "Ah, well, screw you. We don't want you. So, and there was a period where, especially as that high school period transgressed, or transpired, I was starting to fall away from Christian beliefs a little bit. You start to question things. Your life isn't going well. Is there a God? Isn't there a God? That's why I put in here one of the topics on the On the subject section, on the part where we have the description of the whole show, there's a little thing that says one of the topics we're going to cover is the God question. And the existence for God, because we can't physically see God, is up for debate. So, I still believe in a God, but we might just debate it just for fun. Just to see how strong people's beliefs are in reality. But lately, I will put it like this, there was the dark period, you lose hope, you're not getting along well with your friends, everything's kind of going to hell in your life, and as you start to see, you start to get a little bit of a sense of, things kind of work out. I don't know how. But it seems to me like when I go through the book of Revelation, I start reading the book of Revelation and I look at the world, I look at all the chaos, I look at the natural disasters that are going along. I'm starting to wonder, is this the end? All the corruption, all the the evil that is in this world right now. I'm not even going to get into that too much, but just watch, uh, just watch the nightly news. COVID-19 is the main topic of... Discussion here. You have this whole critical race theory stuff. You have this trying to divide people. And this whole... And even think about technology. How far we've come with technology, it's actually quite scary. Because technology has almost replaced God material possessions have replaced god and i start to sit there and i start to scroll through the book of revelation and i go this is exact if uh, if if we weren't if this book wasn't talking about babylon or any of that any of those or jerusalem i i would say that this book is the script for what is going on right now not joking I'm looking for the book and I'm like this is the script this is the storyboard for everything that is occurring in this world right now with the vaccine with everything yeah I just said that but it all when you think about it when you start to put two and two together and most people they struggle with this because they cannot think outside that little box that little bubble they start to realize that, hey, this makes sense. This all makes sense. The more I always say, a lot of people, they give me crap about, oh, well, why don't why didn't you do this with your life? Oh, why why don't you do this? Uh why don't why didn't you ever buy any more vehicles, or why didn't you buy more of this? Why didn't you buy a motorcycle? Why didn't you uh, why haven't you had twenty girlfriends or why haven't you had this and that? And I'd tell you a real simple answer for that. Because my life will not be measured on material gains. My life will be measured on what I do for people if I stand up for the truth, if I stand up for what God is telling me to do, if I stand up. If I work and I work and I work and I work, I could go work at a factory my entire life. That's just the definition of insanity. I see all these people. They're obsessed with the material world. I have All these people, they come in. I, I have several friends who I know of. I know, I, I don't want to really get into too many details, but basically there's obsession with movies. There's obsession with spending money and getting the latest and greatest. I heard one guy, I went skiing with a person. I'm not going to say this person's name is on, on this program. But this person told me that they wasted four hundred dollars on a pair of ski goggles, a pair of ski goggles, something that you put over your eyes so you don't, your eyes don't water when you're skiing. I, I like to ski, by the way. I like that adrenaline rush. There's one of the one of the few worldly things I like to do that I care about. It's skiing. But when I heard that, I was like, "You got to be joking." The the the, the Compared to the $20 set I was wearing in my head. Again, they're not the greatest. But who cares? I'm skiing. I'm only up there for a couple hours. There's just this obsession with the world. And there's other things I'm going to get into about technology and that. Perhaps on this show. I guess we'll see what happens. Again, this is just anywhere we go. There's going to be rabbit holes. There's going to be conversations about random crud. That's just how a podcast works. So, but going back again to my whole religious upbringing and the fact how I came to be where I'm at now with this podcast and getting back into producing more movies and documentaries and other content, I even thought about writing a book about some of the stuff I've learned. Heck, I want to go to Utah because I want to see what the the Anasazi cliff dwellings are. Or whatever the four corners, you call, uh, southwestern Colorado. There's a lot of fascinating things out there, but I, I. Everything begins to click. You've been in a dark period for a while, like I have. Then you eventually you see the light, and you go, "Holy crap! This all makes sense now." So, before when I was first doing practice rehearsals, or. To be honest, recording different, and not different, different, oh gosh, I'm getting all mixed up here. When I was recording to start this podcast, the first couple of times I'd always say I'm more religious, or I'm sorry, no, I was more religious, now I'm more spiritual. Well, here's the thing. In order to be religious, you have to be spiritual. In order to be spiritual, you have to be religious. You have to have something that you believe in. To say I'm spiritual sounds that I'm spiritual and not religious sounds more like a new age thing. No, they go hand in hand. Just like faith and hope. They might be different, but you have but in order to have one, you have to have the other as well. So I don't go to a church. I don't go to a church on Sunday. Why? Sometimes I ask myself that question too, but the best answer I could give you is, well, I haven't really found what I was looking for yet. It's something I'd like to do because it gives you the sense of community. But it just ha- but it depends on what the pastor is saying. Because if if you got a pastor who's saying yeah, well, you know, there's nothing wrong with what's going on in the world. Go spend your money. Go get vaccinated. Go get this. Go get that. Well, then you're full of crap. Then you're a false prophet. Then you need to be taken out of the church because you're misleading people. You're using the Bible. Or this is the best part. The best part is you get these you get these ministers and you get these televangelists where they're on the air and they're telling you, Jesus said thou shalt go buy a Lamborghini go out and treat thyself so. Jesus will provide for you the Lord will provide for you what the heck are you what okay if you're saying that Jesus wants me to go buy a car <laughs> you think Jesus you think God could give a crap whether I buy a car you think God could give a damn whether I buy a house Oh, the Lord has provided me with the money for my, uh, for my house. for my. It, the Lord has given me enough money for my down payment. The Lord has provided. The Lord is just... <laughs> you still have to go out and you have to get that money. God just doesn't drop it down like manna and say, here's your money. No. No. God does not care about your material desires. Because even sometimes I sit there and I pray about different people. I pray about getting closer to certain people in life. And then I go, you know, why would God care about this? I'm not trying to get closer to God. I'm not trying to understand more about God and more about him and trying to seek a relationship with him. I'm trying to seek a relationship with man, which is, to be quite honest, a fallacy in itself because you're never going to find your true friendship. You're never going to find happiness in another person because everybody has their own agenda. Everybody's selfish. So this is what I've come to believe in my worldview. I've basically went around the great big 360 degree circle. I didn't go back to Catholicism. Maybe you could say like a 280. But I've kind of went around this circle. I've learned a lot about, okay, what is the beliefs and what it is that you have to do. And this is this is what you have to be. You have to pray, you have to talk to God, you have to try and seek out a relationship with God. And if you don't do that, you're not gonna understand anything. You're gonna be lost, you're gonna be You're gonna be a person who, quite frankly, if you're trying to find Everything you're trying to find f- complete fellowship and love in a certain individual, don't hold your breath because people will screw you over because humans are fallible. And all I say is this all people go, Well, I tried to talk to God, and God didn't give me anything. God's done nothing for me. I've even, that's come out of my mouth in the past. But when I think about certain things that have happened in my life, I think about how lucky I've been not to be sick, how lucky I've been to have people in my life, to have a roof over my head, and I think about all the people that are less fortunate than me. You know what? I go, I got it pretty good compared to most people. The fact that I'm able to come on here and do this podcast now is a blessing in itself. So... Oh, I don't have this. I don't have anything. I'm not rich. Let me tell you something, people. Rich is not what defines you. If you're looking for wealth in this world, you're looking for satisfaction in this world, you're never going to find it. Never going to find it. You just have to be happy with every day, thankful for every day. You You can do stuff to improve your life, which you should do no matter what. But at the end of the day, Understanding, knowledge, peace of mind, true happiness and what it is that you have and not what it is that you think you can have. Your little fantasy, because fantasies don't make you happy. Fantasies are not reality. So like I said, think about perhaps forming a more of a relationship with God, praying to God and saying, hey, I want to understand you, I want to understand the truth more. Help me to understand. Help me to grow closer to you. And help me to care more about other people as well. Believe me, the dividends pay off. And be thankful for the blessings that you have. Alright. So that's essentially my worldview now. You don't have to smoke pot. You don't have to drink. None of that's going to make you truly happy in the end. Like I said, peace of mind and having a good spiritual conviction are the most important things because you want to leave this world intact. You don't want to corrupt yourself. You don't want to do things that are wicked. You're still going to do bad things. You're still going to commit sin. But if you can minimize it and you can leave with as a good person and try and do the right thing in all walks of your life, believe me, good things will happen to you. I'd take a drink of water there. Yeah. So, anyways, now that I've given you a little bit about myself, let's talk a little bit about the paranormal. We only got about twenty-eight minutes left before I got to close out, and I've been rambling for quite a while already. So, talked about religion, but the paranormal. I said earlier that the paranormal, most of this, most of what's paranormal that at least we know about and what's studied in this so-called pseudoscience, but in this field of research is not good. Now, you watch a show like Ghost Adventures, right? A lot of people do. I watched it. It's a very entertaining show, very entertaining program. Who knows how much of it is scripted or dramatized. But you have these people that are trying to communicate with the dead. A couple of years ago, I thought, well, I could do a show like this and it would be great. Let's find out what the mysteries of life are. Glad I didn't do that. After you watch that show and you see these people who, and I believe that when you communicate with the dead, which is something that you're not supposed to do, You're opening a door, a pathway, to let those entities that are on that other side in so that they can cause all sorts of trouble in your life. Whatever you think of as a ghost, whatever you think of as a spirit, might not be your dead grandma trying to give you a message from beyond the grave. Trying to say goodbye, That might not be the case, but there's something that I do want to share, and something I do want to talk about. Previously, I've done a little research into the whole subject of dimensions, and this could very well provide an answer as to why we can't see anything that's paranormal. Because, you think about paranormal, it's a pseudoscience. Everybody who studies the paranormal, when they study the paranormal, they can't repeat what they found. They cannot repeat the scientific method on the, because in order for something to be a fact or scientific law, it has to be repeatable, right? Well, you watch Ghost Adventures and you see these guys trying to take pictures of ghosts. They get one picture, and every other picture or Polaroid that they take is, there's nothing there. So, it's, an, it's what they call an anomaly. But, this is a critical fact. Now, I, I believe that there are entities that can transition between dimensions. Dimensions are suppose it's hard to explain dimensions because dimensions are similar worlds dimensions are planes of existence right so we have now there was one scientist he's like there's 10 dimensions there's 10 dimensions out there i don't know about that but right now from our current perspective we can only see oh great just to give everybody a heads up, just for a little humor, I cannot pronounce THs, I have a bit of a a TH problem, uh, I guess you could say it's a little bit of a with. But lisp, but I can't say the. I can kinda of say the duh. I should just go mysteries of the unseen realm instead of mysteries of the unseen realm. And just go duh. Yeah. See three. You see, I can't pronounce that word. It slips my tongue. I can't do it. It sucks. But the fact of the matter is this. Now, being all seriousness, now you understand the fact that I do have a speech impediment with THs. There are free, 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 free <laughs> dimensions that we can see. A first, second, and third. The third is what we're living in. We can see the first and the second because the first is length, the second is width. And the third is characteristics that objects have. Okay, so right now, to explain the first, I can look to my wall that's in front of me. because I'm sitting at my desk, I'm looking towards the wall. I can see a length between me and the wall. The second dimension, I can see the wall and the fact that there is a definite shape to the wall. The third dimension gives it features, it gives it characteristics. It gives every little thing you see characteristics. Otherwise everything would be a shape. You think about printers. There's 2D printers and there's 3D printers now. 2D printers you get an image, let's say you have an image of a triangle. You print off that image. Or uh, let's go actually go with something a little more uh, a little better. Rubik's cube. You can see the cube but when you print it off as an image, you can only feel the piece of paper. The, the image, yeah, it's embedded onto the piece of paper, but it's only projected with colors. It's only projected that way. You cannot see, you cannot play with the image, you cannot do anything with it. You can't feel the image, you can only feel the paper. But you can see the image. The third dimension with these 3D printers, and they're really a marvel of modern day technology... You print that image off and you have a physical Rubik's Cube that you can play with and you can twist with and you can do all sorts of different motions with. So eventually So eventually, like I said, wonder if there'll ever be 4D printers, but 3D printers are still relatively scarce and they do cost a lot of money, but said I got some engineer people I know, they've had experience with 3D printers and they put stuff in there and they get different parts or whatever. The materials that you get, the materials, you get the dimensions, you get all sorts of different information, and it makes the object three dimensional, as opposed to a two dimensional image. But you're probably asking right about now so, what about these other dimensions, Luke? What about these other dimensions that you can see or you can't see? What do those have to do with the unseen realm? What does this all have to do with the paranormal? Well, I don't know how many dimensions there are. Some say ten, some say seven, some say five. The fourth dimension might very well be time. We can't see time, but time is a system. A time I, I personally think there could be ten. There could be ten different dimensions, and some go, well, fifth or sixth is different planes of time or different planes of existence are the seventh and eighth, different worlds. And then you go up to the 10th, and it's basically the ability to do anything, anything. Think about that, anything. Essentially, if you go to the 10th dimension, you're God. Which sometimes I still think people try and get to that upper dimension because they want to be God. I don't want to be God because that would be a lot of responsibility. Be a lot of, a lot of responsibility, but... I don't know if I could deal with that. So I don't don't desire to be God. I understand to know God, but I don't desire to be God. What I'm saying is this. In these separate dimensions, however many there might be, five, seven, ten, whatever, you think about the paranormal, you think about these skinwalkers, you think about these, you think about Bigfoot, you think about ghosts, you think about demons. You think about angels, fallen angels. You think about all of that different stuff. You can't see it with your naked eye. But somehow somehow, in the back of your head, you know that there's something more to it. So these, and I'm getting a little teary-eyed here thinking about this. It's because it excites me, not because I'm sad or overly happy, but because I'm, I'm getting a little adrenaline here. But, what if these entities are in the 4th or maybe the 5th or maybe the 6th or whatever. They're in a dimension that isn't too far along. They might very well be in the next dimension. They might very well be in that next dimension. Because these, it seems like these entities, whatever they can cross through, whether it's a skinwalker, even at times a ghost or a demon, they're very powerful. They have a tremendous amount of influence on our three dimensions. These creatures, through the ability of stargates and portals, which I will get into more with future podcast episodes, but they have these sort of doorways where they can go back and forth if they so well desire. But because of the fact that we are limited in what we see and what we know, our plane of reality, they're there, they come through those portals, but you cannot see them. Unless, of course, here's a very interesting idea, unless they transform into a creature that is as similar, not quite the same, it's still more powerful... But they can transform, they can shapeshift into something that our eyes can pick up. In many cases, you think about these cryptids. You think about the Mothman. You think about Bigfoot. You think about werewolves. You think about the Dogman. You think about the Skinwalkers. The Chupacabra, whatever, these mysterious creatures. They can transform themselves into... Some type of animalistic creature. That stupid phone. And again, I'm not going to answer the phone because I'm on the air right now. Sorry, people. I specifically turn my phone off and turn things off just so I won't be bothered when I'm busy. But, But making my point here, and that damn thing, I am sorry, but that screwed up my train of thought. I was really getting into something good. Okay, we were talking about all these different mysterious creatures, and that just shows you again going back to the phone thing how powerful this equipment is this technology that this microphone, this headset, this recorder can pick up those sounds that are way down below me in a different room. It's incredible. It's very incredible but nonetheless the uh, and some stupid woman's talking but nonetheless we're talking about these creatures the fact that they could shapeshift they could transform into something that can be seen with our eyes why perhaps to inv- to strike fear in our hearts to get us to let our guard down because we're not going to be fearful of something we can't see right we can't see their true form because they're spiritual beings because they're they're different than us but because they have that ability Lucifer could transform himself into a human if he wanted to. Think about that. How crazy is that? Lucifer could be anybody. I heard a story. I'm going to tell you a story quick. But there was a story that my uncle was telling me about. He was with some guy. They were going to some type of conference down in the southern part of the state. But this guy he was talking with had this experience in a ballroom it was kind of in the middle of the country, ballroom slash restaurant type deal. They were having some kind of a Halloween party. And when I heard this story, it honestly gave me goosebumps because it was that freaky. And it just goes gives more credence to the point that I'm making. But this odd creature came into the building. I wouldn't call it an odd creature. Let's just say man. Okay, this man. It's a Halloween costume, so everybody's dressed up. Some people are, you know, you got some guy dressed as Michael Jackson. or Oh, crap. That was a bad one to use. Uh, okay, you got a guy dressed as a policeman or a firefighter or uh, whatever. Uh, Dor- women dressed as Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz. Whatever you want to make out to be. Aaron Rodgers, whatever. But this guy comes in, and he's wearing a, the outfit of a king. He's dressed as a king. He comes in, he gives his money. Nobody. The guy who, this guy who's telling the story, who was basically letting the people in, he didn't really care too much or whatever. He was just like, okay, whatever, must be somebody, someone knows. Gives him the money, just has a nice, pleasant conversation with this guy in the king's outfit. The guy walks into the ballroom, and he looks down at this guy, and... I hear he's got like when he looks down at the legs he has cloven hooves like almost I don't know if he said if they were like cow legs or horse I think they were horse legs horse legs we'll just say horse legs legs of a horse an animal animal legs with cloven hooves and he said flat out I think that was the devil So, think about that. See, even just telling that right now to all of you over on this, this show, it gives me the willies. It gives me goosebumps just talking about it. Because it's so weird. You think this is a normal guy coming to a Halloween party. He's dressed as a king. He's wearing a king's, uh, king's robe, king's crown. He says, a normal conversation with the guy. Oh, yeah, nice guy. Ordinary, average guy. Looks down, you see he's got horse legs and clovened hooves. What in the hell? Like, literally. Like, oh, that just creeps me out. I am sorry. That was one of the creepiest stories I ever heard. So, but to give... To go back to the point I was making earlier, these entities, you think about the devil, you think about, even in the Bible you hear about angels who are able to transform into men to give messages out. Well, they may be spiritual beings, they might be different from us. But in order, if you're a fallen angel... Or you're some kind of demonic hybrid offspring from these fallen angels. You have a certain ability to do things that is incomprehensible to us normal humans. And you think about the skinwalkers. You think about all these different creatures transforming into something that could scare the the crud out of us. Some animal. Something that can be seen by our naked eyes. Something that will strike fear into our hearts. Now whatever that was that walked into that ballroom that night that was no man that entity had a purpose for being there it was coming for some specific reason and they like to confuse you these entities that's why I make it known that's why this show is in many ways this is a cheat book to the to the paranormal i don't have all the answers i never said i did But I have more answers than most people do. Why? Because I take the time to learn. Because I take the time to say that things are possible that are incomprehensible to normal human beings. These entities reside in another dimension. They're not supposed to leave that dimension. But if they have power, they can go back and forth. These entities roam among us. They take the forms of people of animals, of things that we can see. But because they're evil and because they're twisted, for the most part, these fallen, at least the fallen ones, whatever form they take, you can see the evilness. That's why I said I'm not going to go on and name names about politicians and that, but I can tell just by looking into their eyes, I can see the darkness, sir. I can see the fact that they're not human. You can see the fact that they're not normal men. They're either possessed by something or they are something else. And when you think about some of the things that many people have done, you think about your Dahmers, you think about your Gacy's, you think about your Bundy's, you think about your Ed Geens, you think about all these sick and twisted people. You go... These entities influence you. And you can go on and say, well, mental illness is mental illness. Mental illness is something that is brought on by the fact that you open yourself up to these entities and you allow them to control and take part of your life. The more negative you are, I can know when I was in a bad state, I can know maybe I was being influenced by something. But you know in the back of your head, that the more negative you are and the more unhappy you are, the more you open yourself up to these to these creatures. This is a guidebook, and you have to understand that you need, I don't know how to say this properly, you need to understand it. Because understanding the paranormal, understanding these weird, these mysterious, these cryptic creatures, and by... Using your head to think critically is just as important as how many guns you have in your gun room, how much ammo you have, and how much food you have saved up for the apocalypse. If you don't have it up here in your brain to figure things out, then all, that, all those guns, all that ammo, all that food is useless. Everything goes together. You can't survive without food. If you give your guns away, you're going to basically lose all shot of self-defense. You're naked then. But if you don't have the knowledge and you don't have the critical thinking ability, you don't have the situational awareness, you have no chance literally in hell. So... But basically, going back to the dimensions ideas, and we only got a few minutes left here, but the dimensions, there are more than three dimensions. There is a fourth dimension. There is a, there's at least five dimensions. And I believe that at the very farthest dimension, like I said, even though he's far away, he can still access us because he is God. There is the God dimension, the, the dimension where God would reside. And according to these scientists, like I said earlier, that 10th dimension is the God dimension. And for whatever reason, it still blows my mind, but you have these people in Switzerland with the Kern super colliders. Everybody is kind of probably wondering, "Uh, what's a super collider? A super collider is basically, it's hard to explain it, but I'll try my best, this long, like, pipe like roundish structure like kind of shaped like a a cylinder but it goes along like a giant pipe they collide atoms and different particles together and try and split them apart so in that way you will effectively open the door to another dimension to another world Well, there's been some real horror stories that have come out of Kern, out of anybody who has tried these super colliders, anybody who plays around with these, because these people literally want to access God. It's the same thing as the Tower of Babel. It's a rebellious action. And what I've heard from numerous sources is this collider, these people have opened these dimensions and portals and the things that have come out of these these dimensions these, these portals because of the super collider, because they're splitting because they're playing with atoms they're playing with free energy and they're trying to open these gateways up these weird horrific creatures come out they're letting these weird horrific creatures into this world and it's the same strategy that occultists who go and they try and devil worship in abandoned places they're trying to open up portals Why? Because they're insane. Because they're deceived. Because they themselves are lost. They're gone. And they want to be godlike. They've fallen for the illusion. And you think about all the celebrities in this world too. All these people like LeBron James. uh, Even Fauci. All these people who I think are very wicked people, they, how should I say this, they're very dark people, they're dark influencers, LeBron James is a sports figure, yeah, but he said some things that are very controversial and very wrong, and you're just, you're just a, you're just a basketball player, But yet, you flaunt your money, you flaunt your wealth in your face. And the same thing with Fauci. All these people in that, these narcissistic people, they want to be worshipped. They all want to be treated as gods. Well, let me tell you something, alright? When you try, and, and it's just like I said earlier, when you try to access something that's spiritual, but you do it in a worldly manner, you will never achieve anything but pain and suffering. Pain and suffering. So again, that's my spiel on that. We only like we only got about four minutes left before this podcast comes to an end. Well, three minutes now. But I hope that the uh, the material that's been covered today, it's been kind of recycled from past attempts to make this pilot episode. But I feel like in many ways, I've connected the the material on that in a manner in which it should be comprehensible to you. Again, podcasts. Although we may cover a topic, we may cover one day we might cover Bigfoot. There's going to be certain things that we're going to talk about that are going to be a little bit unrelated. It's a podcast, but this podcast isn't a random podcast. Or we talk about we do talk about lifestyle somewhat. But it's not like Joe Rogan where we go and we interview guests and we're just, oh, we're going to just talk randomly. I'm not famous like Joe Rogan, nor do I even want to be famous like Joe Rogan. But the fact of the matter is this, this, and this is something I've repeated many times throughout this whole show today. You must think. This is a thinking platform. The ideas that are presented here, not all of them are true. This is... A lot of the things that we talk about with dimensions, I mean, it it could be a lot simpler. It could be a lot different than what we think. But if you can use your head, it doesn't mean you have to believe everything that comes out of my mouth or everything that comes out of one of my guest's mouth. You have the information. You hear what you hear. And you can decide for yourself using your own natural thinking ability to essentially find the truth to find your truth to find the answers your way i can't give you the answers no one's going to give you the answers you have to be willing to find them and you have to be willing to search for them and you have to be willing to think outside the box so that's the whole purpose of this show again like i said thank you for putting up with all my babbling i'm certainly glad that you did any person that listens to this this show and will continue to support i hope you go tell your friends tell your family listen to the show enjoy the show come back again next week and we have our first guest on the podcast again more information will be available we're not on facebook we're not on most social media platforms maybe eventually depends on how well the viewership does how how many people decide to listen but we're trying to avoid big tech as much as we can because big tech will censor us. We are on Spotify, we are on RSS for now, and we are on YouTube, which is, and we might be on Apple. But other than those four platforms, I don't see where else we're going to be. And again, once we get the uh, the the website set up for the movie studio, our p- content production studio, the podcasts, the new episodes will also be available on there. So again, like I said, we have fourteen episodes coming up in the future. It's already been dated. We don't have a plan, but like I said, they are coming up. So so next week, first guest. First guest. Can't wait to see what we're going to have in store. More details will be available, but like I said, we hope you'll be back for next week. So again, I am Luke Bennett. Thank you for listening once again and have a great rest of your day and thank you as we continue to explore the mysteries of the unseen realm.